Shut up, Jackson. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 47 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two AFC South juggernauts. like the sound of that. And those would be the Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans. I am one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. And I am your other host, Sam McFadden. Oscar, welcome back. The big four seven. Oscar has gotten a haircut since we last recorded our podcast, I think. Or was yeah, it right probably. before the last one? Uh, who could? Who you're really looking knows? clean. That's what I'm trying to hey, say. Appreciate it. I think you're wearing what you wore to work today. Uh, I had pants on. Now I have shorts. Okay. What if? Okay. I, I wish I had just said I had pants on. Left it up to the imagination <laughs> of our listeners. That would have been very funny. Um, we've we've had another electric week of preseason passes by. Yeah. Uh, I know you watched all the games. No. Did you at least watch the whole Texans game? No. Okay. I didn't I was, watch the Jaguars game either, so. I was driving back from Houston... And I had the game on, like, listening to it for the first half. And I planned on just listening to the whole game because it was driving. What else was I going to be doing? But um, ABC decided to show the Las Vegas Aces game instead. So I really couldn't complain. I'm also an Aces fan. And by the second half of that game, not a whole lot going on. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha. The Texans got curb stomped. We can, yeah. we can talk about that a little yeah. bit. Well, and I don't blame you, even though you got curb stomped uh, for listening to that game, because that drive from Houston to Dallas, one of the worst. Yeah. Luckily, my parents live on the west side of Houston, so okay. I don't have to drive through Houston. That is nice. So it's really just a straight shot. It's basically like driving to College Station, which... Which is just a so it's such a fun drive. There's not a whole lot going on. You drive anywhere from Dallas, Texas, you're driving through a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. For at least two or three hours. Yeah, I did get to see three separate Buckies though. So That's cool. That's very cool. Did you stop at any of them? No. As we all know, the the barbecue sandwich at Bucky's is maybe the best lunch you can have on the road. It is. In Texas. However, They've been jacking up those prices, dude. Have they really? It used to be five dollars. Mm-hmm. Now it is pretty close to eight. What's going on, Bucky's? Let's talk about it. Inflation. What happened? They've inflated our sandwich. Not our sandwich. Uh anyway. Why don't we, we go uh... ahead and Yeah, why don't we go ahead and hop into quick questions? Oscar, you start us off. I will start us off. I uh, thought of this on the drive over here. If you could confidently say that you share an attribute with an NFL quarterback, <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> and I thought about my answer already, so I'll go first. Please. Pre-draft Mac Jones and I have incredibly similar physiques. Current Mac Jones, no. He, I don't know if you've seen him recently, but he is jacked. I'm sure he is. He's been working out with the NFL, NFL team for a couple for years. years. Yeah. Uh, but pre-draft, and he went to Alabama, so he had he had the equipment available. That's true. He just um, 
liked beer too much, probably, and I can't blame him for that. We've all been there. If I had one attribute that I share with an NFL player... Quarterback. NFL quarterback specifically. Yeah. Oh, let's see. If we were to go player just in general, I got an easy answer for both of us. Austin Eckler fucking loves fantasy football. I was going to say I have the hands of some offensive linemen. Ah. But specifically a quarterback, I'll go... I can probably run an eerily similar 40 time to Tom Brady. No longer in the NFL, but you're right. For you, now. You For know, now. he finished with 1,000 rushing yards, I think, on the dot. That's pretty cool. Maybe yeah. he did that on purpose. I'm sure he did. It's probably why he's the good. He's a robot. Yeah. He planned it out since he got drafted. He was like, I'll do just do 1,000 yards. So you guys heard it here first. Sam McFadden just compared himself one for one to the GOAT. Honestly, at this point, maybe I could beat him in a race. Train for half marathon. You could. Faster yeah, than maybe I've ever been in my you're life. You're running a lot. So, I could not. I'm not going to make that claim for myself. I, I don't could. run. But I think you, you could. And we don't think Tom Brady's training anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's still training. He's yeah. in the lab. Yeah. Well, he's going to get bored. Someone will ask him to come out of retirement. Someone like San Francisco. Yeah. They have three injuries this year, and they're like, hey, Tom. Speaking of San Francisco, before we get into your quick question, just one week ago today, I said, is the Trey Lance trade-up the worst trade of our generation? Breaking news today. Sam Darnold named quarterback two of the 49ers. So Trey Lance is their third string quarterback, which means he might not be active on game days. Clearly a bad look, but positive spin on this for Trey. I'll, I'll spin zone it. Yeah. I don't know he's in any, any worse of a position. Like if this means he's worse than they thought that he was six months ago. No. Maybe, maybe. Sam Darnold has jumped him to QB2 and would go in because he can play the game very similar to Brock Purdy, whereas Trey Lance totally different. I think that plays a large part of it. It's all about continuity. I also think that that slams the door on Trey Lance ever playing for the Niners again. Yeah. He was not at practice today, which is the first time he has not been at practice all summer. Um, and I don't blame him. I, you know, I'm sure that before the news was announced, Kyle Shanahan went up to him and was like, "Hey, if you want to take the day off, you'd hope." Um, Trey Lance from Minnesota, and the Vikings expressed some interest in trading for him. Wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate it. I st- I'm still wondering why wouldn't the Bucks trade for him? That's the bigger. Why not? It's, it's one of those two teams. You know? I, I really, I tried to think of all the teams that might, and it's one of those two, because, like, the Cardinals don't really have a quarterback figured out, but they're just not going to do that. Like they, Who are the oldest quarterbacks that are about to age out? A lot of already have. It's not going to be the Jets, because they have Zach Wilson as their backup. <laughs> Did you, speaking He's of, been sorry, out. No, another <laughs> tangent, Aaron Rodgers had an interview this week where he said... I hope that I can take this for another two, maybe three years, 
and then I'll hand the keys right back to Zach, and he can win for 15 years. There you go. There you go. So they don't need Trey Lance. Huh. But other old quarterbacks, we've, yeah, in the last, like, five years, we've seen a whole influx of youth, so a lot of yeah. people just don't need Hard. Trey Lance. Yeah. We're removed from the Phillip Rivers and the Drew Breeses. Yeah. And the Matt Ryan. Matt of the world. Yeah. For a while there, we were, like, the average age of the starting QB in the league was, like, 32, 34. Yeah. A little nutty. All right. Quick question, me. My quick question. We did a housewarming party at my new home um, this past weekend. A lot of people showed up. It was a lot of fun, if I do say so myself. It was. Um, Quite fun. There was drinking involved, food involved, all that good stuff. My question is... We were roommates in college. We've we've drank our fair share of alcohol together. What? We might be doing that right now. <laughs> Hangovers come into play. Oh yeah. After par- I know I know there were several people that were a little hungovies after that party. Um, what's the best hangover cure, Oscar? Mine. What's the go-to? Head to whatever closest gas station has a Laredo Taco Company. Ooh. Two Q tacos, yep. Pedialyte. I remember back in the day, back to junior year, when Taco Cabana was still right next to our house. Oh. Every time we'd have a party or people over, or be playing Snap or any number of things, um, we'd wake up in the morning and just walk to Taco Cabana. Dredge over, oh. just all greasy yeah. as hell. <laughs> yeah, it just shoved three soft tacos into our mouths and it made everything better. It did. So I agree. We were talking about it. On Sunday, while well, well, people were recovering about what the best is, and I said, I said breakfast tacos. Yeah. Specifically, one of them has to be a just bean and cheese. Yeah. Taco. Yeah. Super simple, fills you up. It's great. Other than that, honestly, the biggest thing for me is something I do the night before, drink which is make sure you drink a lot of water and make sure you brush your teeth. Ooh, that's a good one. Makes it. In I brush my teeth every night, but it does like the nights that I don't. And oh, I'm yeah. over. God, it's hard to get out of bed. Oh yeah, because it's happened before. Sometimes you're drinking. Sometimes you just kind of plop down in bed. You forget about any sort of night yeah. getting ready for bed activities. Do not skip that. The one that I've heard, and it's all sort of related. You said drink a bunch of water before you go to bed. Uh, people take those charcoal tablets. Yep. With their water. And I've heard that that helps a lot. Other people, before they even start drinking, set a glass or a, you know, a water bottle, whatever it is, next to their bed, just a plain water bottle, and set another one that has liquid IV mixed into water. Very smart. Chug that one before you go to bed, and then your other normal one is just to sip on. That makes sense. I've also heard that spicy food helps. Yep. Never done that before, but... Like right when you wake up. Yeah. It's hard to get down, but apparently it helps. the one last one, the one that I was exposed to recently was when we were down fishing and Chase drinks a little bit of pickle juice before he goes to bed. He does. And then again when he wakes up. And that helps a bunch too. Well your mind is off the alcohol you drink and it's more on the fact that pickle juice is gross. See, we disagree there. I know. I know. I know. I'm working around to it. Working around to it. Anyway, any big NFL news this week? Honestly, Trey Lance benched. 
There have been some injuries. Corey Davis retired today. Jonathan Taylor is allowed to seek a trade, and if, if, apparently a, a number of teams are interested, and there's even been a couple of offers, is what's out there, is the information that's out there right now. That is also um, news broken today. I personally, I don't know where you're at on it, but I personally think that if that Jonathan Taylor will not be traded because no team is going to offer what the Colts are asking for. So I think that Jonathan Taylor will be a Colt at the start of the season. And I think he'll be there playing football for them. I hope so. They've given him until Tuesday to find a trade. Yep. Which means they want him back with the team. Yep. Um, they should pay him. They I, don't want to trade him. They've made it very clear they don't want to trade him. We've had the discussion about whether you should pay running backs or not. It's it's tough. It really is. They are in a situation where they can't. They have a rookie quarterback. They Their best players are already paid. Sure. And they've got cap space still. I agree. With so you. why not give him a two or three year deal worth what he's asking for? If he's asking for fifteen million dollars a year, who cares? Just do it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. They probably have the cap space, but I don't know. It's almost like Jim Irsay because it's Jim Irsay driving this. That's been confirmed. It's he's almost the, like he's the owner. yeah, yeah. It's almost like he sees the discussion on the internet. And is like, okay, we're definitely not doing that. It should be situational. There are situations where you can, and this is one. You can pay Jonathan Taylor a three-year, $45 million deal. I'm doing it. Because Anthony Richardson is so raw, having a guy like that next to him in the backfield will do wonders. And if, if they don't pay him, it's sounding like he's going to hold out. Yeah, listen, holding out, though, he doesn't get paid his money if he doesn't no. play the games. He's a running back. Everything in the league in the last couple of years has taught you whatever money you can get as a running back you take, he's going to play. He's not going to hold out. I really don't think so. And and also, on the record, if, it's a, if it has to be a three-year deal, I'm kind of out. Okay. He's coming off a massive. He's he's been injured. Why am I, Doesn't have to be fully guaranteed whatsoever. Two year deal. Sure. Two year deal. Sure. Three years is too long. He's like twenty three. Doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Three years. Okay. Think about how different a team can be in three years. Right now, you're right. They can pay him coming into this year. Let's do it. You have not that much money in the books. You have a rookie quarterback, all that stuff. If Anthony Richardson is good, you're going to want to extend him very soon. You're going to have to pretty soon. Yeah, he's a free agent. And you're going to be wanting to make your team better all the time. It's true. Yeah. Three years is a long time. Yeah. In three years, the Texans will have won two Super Bowls. Yeah, man. Yeah, no one will remember the name Arian Foster. Damian Pierce, Hall of Famer. Stop it. Um... I don't know. It, they're not going to give him a crazy extension. They're not. And I think he's going to play for them. I really do. And then at some point, maybe maybe he's doing really well and they trade him. But I really don't think that's going to happen. 
Because all these, I mean, a lot of these teams that Jonathan Taylor would make sense for, like, I don't know, the, the, the Dolphins. I don't think that they... I don't think anyone's thinking that he's a Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor. No. And so they're not going to give up... The equivalent, the equivalent of, of that. Pick. And yeah. that's what it has to be. Yeah. The one that maybe should is the Eagles. Oof. Because they have everything. I mean, they're going... They're, they are... You could argue they're the best team in the league. Yes. They have plenty of draft picks. Yeah. All over the place. Like, if you're going to convince me of one team, that's the only team. I feel like they're a poor example, though, because of how good they are at drafting and how they've proven that you don't need a good running back in their system. Running back's the only problem they have left on that offense. Yeah, but they had Miles Sanders last year, and he, he was had, all right. He had the best year of his career, and he was still just like okay. Yeah, you know. So they don't really need that. They made the Super Bowl with that. I think that a team there's a chance that Rashad Penny never sees the field in an Eagles uniform. Uniform. I saw that they might cut him. They might cut him. DeAndre Swift has. There's something weird about him. The yeah. Lions wouldn't have used him the way they did without some sort of reason. Yeah. And then they were totally fine trading him away. There's something going on where, you know, there's a real possibility that the best running back they have on that team is Kenneth Gainwell, which, you know, respect I'm a Kenny G stand. Respect to Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. But that's a big step up from Kenneth Gainwell to Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. But again, they're a team that has proven that they don't need it. I think a team like the Colts or the Bears, who has zero track record whatsoever of drafting well. I mean, the Colts five or ten years ago drafted pretty well, but it's been a little bit. That has not proven that they can build an offensive system they make a lot better sense to bring it, just get the talent. See, but it goes back to, I mean, if Jonathan Taylor were in the draft, would the Bears spend their first round pick on him? No, they shouldn't. My argument is not that any of these teams should trade for a first round pick for him. I think that is, it's stupid that the Colts are like, Jonathan Taylor, you are not worth $12 million a year, but we're going to trade you for a first round pick. Again, one of those things that makes all the sense in the world. It just sucks that they're saying that to him. It's stupid. They don't have to pay him more. He's under contract. Yeah, but they teams, don't have to trade him. Teams don't have to trade him for a first round. Don't have to trade a first round pick for him. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to trade him. The Colts don't want to trade him. That's, that's what true. I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest reason why no trade is going to happen. The Colts want him to play in a Colt uniform, and they know that they don't have to pay him anymore. And that if he sits out, he's giving up millions of dollars. Yeah. He's not going to do that. Yeah, it's just it's a tough situation, man. All the way around. And, yeah, I, all of this talk about this situation, the next month to go by, he'll be playing. No one will talk about it. He could Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell just came out recently and said that all that shit was a mistake. 
Yeah. I mean, he got paid the next year, but... And he, he, <laughs> he regretted it heavily. He wasted his prime to do that, so... And if I remember correctly, he didn't get paid that much more than what the Steelers were offering him. Oh, I think he did. He got like he got like two. He got, he got a guaranteed two and a half year. million more per year for the duration. He got a guaranteed contract though, which the Steelers were not going to give him. Yeah. Anyway, that was eight minutes on running backs again. Just Jonathan Taylor, really. We should not. <laughs> I feel like we've we've extended all we can talk about for running backs. It's the most interesting thing going on in the league right now. Yeah, probably. But that's fine. Let's talk Jaguars Texans. Let's go through it. Almost nothing has changed over the last week that matters. Yeah. For the Jaguars. Yeah. But can I give you an in a like a pretty hot take? Yeah, let's hear pretty it. Hot, pretty hot NFL take. Okay. You can, you know, slap my name down on for the season. I will. I, I do have a Sam Hot Takes note. What about Trevor Lawrence for MVP this season? Uh, was this your take after hearing that Dominic Foxworth's hot take was Dak's going to win the MVP? He did say that, which I think that it'd be more likely that Dak wins it than Trevor? I think they're tied in odds. Oh, are they really? I think it could really go either way. Mm. Trevor Lawrence for MVP. He has the potential to increase his touchdown total by like 15 this year, because he only had 25. Yep. Um, yep. And if he limits the mistakes, because he had like two separate games where he had like four plus turnovers. Yeah. My my one thing with him to say that he probably won't is because he doesn't run a ton. He runs some. He's a fine runner, but it's not like he's not like a Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson or anything like that. And I think if at this point, if you're just like more of a pure passer guy, you need like forty plus touchdowns. Yeah, what did Mahomes have last year? Like fifty. I mean he was a yeah. Forty five. Forty five, something like that. And if Trevor adds fifteen, he's at forty. Yeah. More than and it's a that's a huge jump, you know, between that is. if you're saying if you're saying now he's gonna make twenty more touchdowns, maybe, but that'd be a lot. That would be a lot. But there you go. Trevor Lawrence MVP this season. That's your that's your we have a, preseason week two ch- takes. We have a really hard schedule. schedule. Yeah, that that will play into the MVP conversation if the Jags go twelve and five or something like that. Everyone will be like, they did that on this schedule. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He's got the number one overall pick pedigree that always helps in those discussions. He yeah. is beautiful. That also helps in those discussions. All right, instead of talking about the preseason game that I didn't watch. Let's talk about Calvin Ridley then. Okay, perfect. Looks great. He does. All the videos, super fast and shifty. Yeah. Greatness. He had two catches for 21 yards the first week. I stand by my worries, though, that I talked to you about months ago. You know, that we haven't seen him in... Like two years, almost two years yeah. of football. It will be almost exactly two years between the last time he played a real NFL game and the Jags' first game. That's a lot of time. It's a long time. 
and we've thought through this before, but who can we think of that had multiple years off and then was consistently great in fantasy again? Oh, so you're talking fantasy. Or on the field, honestly. Either way. Yeah, there's not. It doesn't exist. He's 29. He looks good in practice. I'm just worried. Yeah. I mean, we'll see it when we see Trevor, it. Trevor really likes Kirk. Yeah. Really likes Ingram. There's, without it, there's not a doubt in my mind that Calvin Ridley is the most skilled skill position player you have. It's the, can he hold up to a real NFL game that we still don't know about? But I believe that he can. I think he's going to be good. I just, I also believe that at the end of every game, I don't, I don't think Calvin Ridley's going to be a penciled in for 70 yards guy. No. I think that you're going to see a lot of Christian Kirk night. Yeah. Calvin Ridley night. Yeah. You know, Travis Etienne game. I think that if the offense is as good as we think it's going to be, I mean, you just said Trevor could win MVP. At least two players are going to have gigantic games every single week. Oh. Because they have to. If Trevor Lawrence wins MVP, Calvin Ridley was awesome this season. Yeah. That goes without saying. Yeah. So that I just made my hot take predicated on the idea that Calvin Ridley is going to do well. So I should clarify, I think he's going to be good. I just, it's literally never happened before. Yeah. So. I mean, first time for everything. We've seen this in college, in the NFL now. The last couple of years have been really weird for with between COVID and players taking time off for mental health and now these gambling suspensions. There are a lot of things playing against getting a good sample size on players now. That's fair. So... It's it's going to be a lot of stuff we haven't seen before. Will Levis is 25 years old before he starts his first NFL game. Yeah. That rarely has worked out. I agree. I also also won against Calvary and Lee. Um, one podcast, maybe it was Mina or Bill Simmons or someone, they were talking about Calvin Ridley and... If you go back and look at his stats, that first bit of season he played two seasons ago was his worst season. Yes. And pretty, that's why he took time off for mental health. Huh? That's true. It's true. It's just... It's been a while. I'm worried. I'm worried. That's the big... That's kind of the big worry right now. Yeah. For me. The good news is you saw it work without him last year. It's true. He's just an addition. You didn't subtract anything except, I think, if you re-sign him, you have to give the Falcons a second-round pick or something like that. Right. Which is whatever. Okay. You can live with that. To take this gamble now, worth it. It makes sense. All the sense in the world. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I've said it before, but I have him on my dynasty team, so I'm really hoping that it pans out. Yeah, man. I hope so, too. 
My uh, when we did our startup draft, my third and fourth round picks were Calvin Ridley and then Michael Thomas right at the turn. Just zeros for the last for the last two years, which is how much the league's been around. <laughs> nothing. Yep, I have I have zero <laughs> to show for that. But this year, it now all pan out. <laughs> now Michael Thomas puts up six hundred yards in the bank. 600. I listen. That's better than nothing, I guess. No, I know. I'm just. The Saints. Everything in the world is saying that they're going to be the best team in that division and they're probably going to win double digit games because they're in a weird division with a bunch of weak teams, all that stuff. So I have to find something because it's just not going to happen. The Falcons are going to win the division. Okay. Because they're cooler. Spin zone, the Bucks win. <laughs> I would need, I would love that. I would love that. Mm, I wouldn't. I would. Yeah, I think it would be hilarious if the Bucks won that division at like eight and nine. nine so exactly nine like what happened last year. Yeah. Yeah. Except without somebody. <laughs> um, I hope that the Bucks are bad this year for the sake of your roommate, Connor McGillan, because I think that if they were decent with this team, that's just going to prolong this just gross period. Yeah. And it would make a lot more sense for them to clean house on the coaching staff, have a high pick, still have a pretty decent roster, and also have Drake May. Or... I don't know. Their roster is really good. It is. What if a, one of the better QBs in the league becomes available-ish? I think that the best quarterback on the market next year is Kirk Cousins. So I think I'm not talking about on the market. Oh, you mean for trade? We've seen more quarterbacks traded, more good quarterbacks traded recently than ever before. Like Aaron Rodgers, who else? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. It doesn't take that long to get disgruntled with the team. That's what no, I'm saying. Plenty of gruntledness in the NFL right now. Yeah. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, right? They're changing their entire offense. What if it yeah. goes horrible? What well, if they're he bad? wanted to be traded last year? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Should have been a Texan. Now I guess as he just tried, he's better, so he's not better. Kind of blessings. Um, speaking of Texans, tell me about it. CJ looked really good. He looked a lot more put together. I think he went like 7 for 12 with 70 yards or so. Yeah. Um, Texans lost like 28 to 3, so never put it together for a scoring opportunity, um, which is tough. But I think everyone's still trying to figure stuff out. We're going to get CJ a touchdown one of these days. It may take until the first week of the season. Um, it could take till week 16. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> if it... <laughs> They're going to score a touchdown before week 16. Yeah, but... If yeah. you guys didn't score a single point until week 16... Well, no, we, that's not saying... Okay, if, fine. If you guys didn't score a single touchdown... In the first 15 weeks of the season, CJ Stroud's probably not starting week 16 for the Texans. 
Yeah, something colossal had to have happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he looked a lot better. I mean, we played Bill Belichick first week of preseason. He has always been a monster to rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. So it's not shocking that CJ didn't look great. Um, but we played Vic Fangio week two, and he looked a lot better. Ball was coming out faster. I think he took like a full half second off his release time. Great. Which is good. Even with the Texans offensive line, which I think is going to be pretty good, he should be working on getting the ball out quickly because the Niners system is predicated on that. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of videos of his throws on Twitter. A lot of people that I really enjoy, Nate Tice being one of them, were clipping these just beautiful, like, right on the shoulder on the sideline balls. CJ's on the move and just feathers one in. And that was his whole skill coming out of the draft was yeah. he's a fine athlete. He is a decent processor, but man, when he throws the ball, it is put exactly where it needs to be. That's true. And that's what it looked like this week. Um, D'Amico came out today and said that the starters are going to play two drives again because they played almost a full half against the Dolphins. Uh, I don't think that they were supposed to go that long, but there was a two-minute drill that the Texans had, so they just wanted to give them the experience. Yep. Um, but they're going to play two drives week three. So we've essentially seen all that we're going to see. Yeah. Probably not going to play the last game. No, he is. It's just three. Yeah, it's just three. Anyway. So Um, we're going to see two drives out of him, but, um, he looked fun. One of those drives ends at a touchdown. Mark my words. Fingers crossed, man. Mark my words. Um, defense. Yeah. First play of the game, Tua throws a pick to Denzel Perryman. Love to see it. It was awesome. I was cackling in my car. Uh, That quickly turned into a four and out on the goal line, so I was not cackling anymore. Uh, But I'm glad we went for it. I, you know, again, experience. Damian Pierce was stopped on the one-yard line. Can't get too mad at that. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the the time, that goes the other way. Yeah. That's fine. Um, and then Will Anderson recorded his first sack. It was, I'm sure you saw it. I did. It was pretty cool. The offensive line did not block him once for I was one about second. To say it, yeah. I think that there was like a guard that was supposed to come across. The running back, I'm pretty sure, was supposed to. Well, he chip him. He tried. Everyone, you shouldn't, missed, everyone missed the block. You shouldn't put a running back yes. on Will Anderson. Uh, he was to Skylar Thompson, who was in a quarterback at this point, yeah. in like 0.5 seconds. I saw, I, I did see it, and my first thought, the first thought that raced through my head, big smile, big like Grinch smile on my face was, well, why they didn't block him at all? Yeah. Which, so, so you know, if you watch it, the left guard is supposed to be pulling to run across and block Will. Sure. And he just didn't have the time to get across. I, it, that is not. That sack did not change anything that I thought about Will. No, not at all. Just and really I exciting. Was, yeah. It was a good sack. It was a good sack. 
he um, he is going to get off like Michael Parsons does. That's that is the translatable skill from Alabama was how fast he can get around the offensive line. By all means, keep going. No, I just. You know how I feel about player comps. I'm not saying he's Micah Parsons. No, I know. You say you can get off the get off the line like I'm saying that, that is what they wanted that is what he was drafted to be. Mm-hmm. And that play showed the left guard was supposed to block him and didn't have the time to get there. It was a good sack. It was it was, good sack. it was a sen- it was especially cool because he hits Skylar Thompson. Mm-hmm. And makes him like pump fake, and the ball slips out, and then Skylar Thompson gets there first, which sucks. I thought Will was going to pick it up and run it back, yeah. um, but he jumps on top of it, and <laughs> and then Will has already stood up again and just freaking pancakes Skylar Thompson. So it was pretty cool. But I'm excited to see him like rip through some dudes, though, genuinely. I yeah. told you this. We talked about it last week. Will Anderson is going to be a beast. He he really is. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. I just I that play didn't. I don't know. No, it was cool. That's all I'm it was, saying. It was cool. Yeah, I'm not. There's a lot of talk about it. Yeah, because he's third overall pick. I know. I, know. I just. I saw it a lot on my timeline, and I didn't know that it, I, whatever, doesn't matter. Sam is a certified hater. We've known this. I'm sitting here saying I think Will Anderson's going to freaking go nuts this year. I don't know how I'm a hater. I'm, all I was saying by that was it was cool. I agree. I agree. It was cool. A good moment for for Houston, too. And a lot of people... I, this is probably what you saw in your timeline. A lot of people said this is what makes Will Anderson the trade up for Will Anderson worth it. That, by all means, is not what makes the trade up worth it. The trade up being worth it will be if the Texans win ten games next year. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, even if you guys are like, let's say you guys are terrible. God forbid you guys are terrible next year. You mean like this coming year or next? No, no, like this one where you guys don't have your pick. It's going it's going away. And you guys are just like terrible. You're, it's the second pick. Worst case scenario. As, as long as CJ Stroud turns out to be your starter for a long time. Like he's the dude in Houston for the next eight years. Okay, then it's fine. We've, I think I've mentioned this this take before, but the Will Anderson trade being worth it, like, is almost all on C.J. Stroud's shoulders because yeah, it, the, he's the quarterback. But I don't think it is because a lot of Texans fans made that have said that also. They're like, really, we were trading up for C.J. We were drafting Will the whole time. Yeah, I don't think that you can. We had the second overall pick and took CJ there. We didn't have to trade up for Will. So do you think that I part of me thinks that they took CJ first because it would look better and all that stuff, and the guy that if they only had one pick to get, I they think they would have taken, Will, taken Will. 
I think they would have. And so, I don't know. If, like, if in a couple of years, like, Will Anderson is the next coming of J.J. Watt. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. De- all that stuff. And C.J. Stroud was awful. And you guys don't have a quarterback. And you've gotten three wins the last four years. Like, yeah. It's still a problem. It's still bad. Yeah. So, it, it's just, it's only because the quarterback's so important that, that it's... Yeah, that's true. When I said Will being worth it will be... If we win ten games next year, I was meaning like twenty twenty four. Oh, yeah, yeah. I then I think then I think you can walk away saying, "All right, we did the right thing." Yeah, just gets a little murky, but I really do think if they had one pick, they would have taken Will Anderson. I think so. He was Danico's guy. He was Alabama. Yeah. Um. I hope it's worth it. I think. I, I think it will be. I think C.J. Stroud is good at football, and who knows how the rookie year is going to go, but I think he's going to be the starter for a while, and I think he has the, the ability to be really good. Yeah. The, we have plenty of chips. Like, we spent a couple years being bad so that we would have accumulated draft capital, and we're starting from the worst place possible, which yep. was we were bad and we didn't have draft picks. Yep. It was really tough there for a couple of years. So weeks. we did not accumulate what some team, like the Cardinals, were right. going to be able to do. Yeah. But it was time in that we already had our coach in mind. Yeah. And our coach did not want to be bad for another year. So it was time that we did something with all those chips. Yep. And that's what we did. I just it, wish yeah. that we had traded the Browns pick instead of our own. <laughs> I agree. That would have been much, much nice, much nicer and much neater of a trade. Because then it doesn't matter what you get. Or we traded, and so we traded our the twelfth overall pick, number thirty three, the second pick in the second round, and the first rounder. I wish we had been able to trade two of those. Yeah. And I think we probably could have. But this but is the trade that you guys made. It's it, we're pot committed at this point, and I'm excited, man. Yeah. It's, I, uh, here's the here's the real question. The AFC it's got so many good teams in it. Yeah. If the Texans get better, a couple of those, a couple of those uh, bottom tier teams get better. Just got a new quarterback, young quarterback, stuff like that. Are we entering into a situation like has especially happened with basketball? Where there's just more talent in the league, every team is kind of better, and now like it's like the uh, there's six teams every season that sh- probably should be in the AFC playoff teams, and they're not. You know, yeah. someone missed the playoffs. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I don't remember what year it was. Like twenty twelve or thirteen. Yeah, the Suns went forty two and forty and missed the playoffs. And if they had been in the East, they would have been the third seed. Yeah. I think that that's a reasonable possibility for the AFC because all the teams, with the exception of the Jets, have a quarterback that will be on their team for five years. All the good teams. Yeah. All the bad teams have quarterbacks that they just committed to that hopefully will be on their team for the next five-plus years. Yeah. And some good defenses. A lot of good defenses. Like Tennessee and... The Patriots and there's just Houston. some Houston. There's some really good defenses there at the, on the, some of the worst teams. Yeah. In the, in the 
It's just it's getting scary, and like this is a problem for the Jags too. Yeah, because the Jags just already got really good, but there's like three or four Goliaths at the top of yeah. the at the top of the conference that you're gonna have to beat at least two of. Yeah, if not three, to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's just a really scary time in the AFC in general. Yeah, it, but uh, it's fun for the Jaguars and Texans specifically. Getting to a point where you're competitive—that's a we, we take those seasons every single time. <laughs> we sure every do. single time. We that's sure what do. What we get out of bed for? Yeah. So <laughs> it's just it stinks. And the Jags are there. Yeah, but like the Jaguars, we just had a great season. We beat the Chargers. We gave the Chiefs like a fight—the best fight that they had until the Super Bowl. Yeah, and um, next this next season we could. Be the first team out of the playoffs. Just like, absolutely can. You mean like the first team? We let, let me paint. It. What if we were the, one of the wild cards? Uh huh. No. What if we? What if we won our division? But the wild card we play is the Buffalo Bills. Because yeah. they, because the Miami Dolphins are the division leader there. Or or switch it. We play the Dolphins. They're gonna be great. Really good. Like it's just. It's tough. We're a very good team, and there's no guarantee that we see any sort of, like... The Jags in the NFC are either the third or fourth best team. In the AFC, they're... You can make an argument that they're... Pro- you could probably pick seven teams and, and argue that they were... Like the Chargers. You could argue that the Chargers are better, even though it was very embarrassing what happened to them in the playoffs. <laughs> They're the yeah. Chargers, after all. Yeah, because you, you said the three Goliaths, Chiefs, Ravens, or Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. Yeah. Then you've got the Chargers, the Ravens. Yeah. There's probably a lot Browns. of people that would that would argue that the Jets are better now that they have Rodgers. Dolphins. The Dolphins. Like, you could, we're, we've named nine teams. Yeah. Scary. It's a really difficult... And like you said, we have all these young quarterbacks now, so these teams are a lot of these teams are going to be great for the next ten years, as long as they put competent teams around. So, you know, it's just yeah. If the Houston Texans get really good over the next two years, and the Jaguars are still good, we could still see very little success. Sure it could. It sucks. Sure could. Anyway, should we hit on any fantasy topics? You got anything on mind? I have my first draft of the year Saturday. Yep. Me and Kate are in a league together with a bunch of college people. We'll be drafting out at your lake house. Yep. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm jealous. And then I have a dynasty startup Mm -hmm. on Tuesday of next week. Yep. And then our league draft is the following Saturday. A little less than two weeks from now, I think. Um... I have cut myself down to only two leagues this year. It's the it's Dynasty the two. Redraft. Wow. Yeah, this is my only two this year. Okay. Um, it's a good feeling. It is. It's freeing. But my first, my the rookie draft already happened. So my only draft is two weeks away. It's a long time. It is. Lots of mocks in your future. I still have not done a mock draft yet. That's crazy, man. I I've know. Been... I haven't done a single mock draft. I would... Set the over under at like forty five. Part of the problem is that I don't my draft's so messed up that I don't want to do it because it just makes me sad when I fair. see it. 
That's who fair. my starters are. But yeah, no mocks yet. They'll happen. Though. Yeah, you got to. You got to figure out. Who right you now, I'm working the, the trade market. I, you who are. Who knows? My team's not even the team I'll see it come draft day. I, I don't know. We'll yeah. see if any of those trades come to fruition. We're, we are still in a league that of mostly people that aren't super enticed to make trades. Trades are not very. I don't know. What's the What's a good word for it? People are a little scared to trade. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. In in every league we're in, I hate it. I it's really unfortunate. I told you, did I? Yeah, I told you this last night. I have been working some trades in Dynasty. Yep. And I've gotten close several times. But people just fall back and I ah, probably best not to. I just want to see what my team looks like week one. Okay, but then we're gonna to come to week one and. Either the player who I wanted to trade for is hurt or doesn't play well, and then I'm not, that trade is no longer on the table, or you're like, hey, I kind of like my team, no more trades ever. Yep. Yep. And all of us are, all of us are problems when it comes to, I kind of like my players. As soon as they're on your team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guilty of that too. Goes up an entire tier, almost. Um, I think that I do that in terms of projecting what my team's going to look like, not so much in trades. Like, in a trade, I am I will give fair value when I start thinking about how good my team could be. Like, we were talking about Calvin Ridley earlier. He's on my Dynasty team. I'm like, oh, he's a wide receiver too easy. He's a guaranteed wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. So that's like like when I'm thinking about what my team looks like. I'm guilty of that. In an actual trade, I think that I'm not. All right. All right. You know better than I do. You know all your, all your trades a lot better than I do. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm guilty of overrating my own players. There's no way I'm not. I see him play every week. They're my babies. Yeah, you're beautiful baby boys. Yeah. All right, well, I have a fantasy take that I've been I've been stewing on this one. All right. Let it out into the world. I think that CD Lamb is the wide receiver one in fantasy football this year. Wow. Wide receiver one. Yep. Okay. Okay. Any explanation as to why? Or you just think um, the Cowboys are the offense is going to be that that really helps good. a lot. Brett and Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup is healthy, and Kevontae Turpin has a full year of NFL under his belt. Mm-hmm. So the wide receiver core around him is significantly better than last year. Best and he's maybe the best he's had, except for that no, little was, tiny portion of time when he had Amari and healthy Gallup. That wasn't that was that long a full year, was time. it? It was a full year, but they only had Dak for four games that year. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, you are right. That was um, the broke his leg. Yep. I also think that Kellen Moore may not have used CD to the best of his ability. He liked to stick him outside a lot. And CD can rotate around, but I think his best position by far is from the slot. Yeah. Just kind of makes more sense. 
And <laughs> Dalton Schultz is not that great, but we have no idea what Jake Ferguson is. It's true. Dalton Schultz was Dak's favorite goal end target, Extremely favorite solid. short yardage target, yeah. and he's great at that. I'm excited for him to be that for the Texans. I think that CD very easily could turn into that target for Dak. That's true. So all these things are building up, culminating. I love it. I mean, shoot. I'll tell you what made me make that take, and yeah. some people from our fantasy league are going to listen to this, and that's okay. I did a mock a couple nights ago, and my pick, like locked in, has been Tyree Kill at five. Yeah. And I think that there are four better players in Tyree Kill that are that are going to get drafted. So, sure. so I think it makes sense. But if he's there, I'm taking him. And one of the mocks, he wasn't there. And I was like really stewing on it. And I was like, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs, love to have him. Bijan was on the clock, gonna be great. And I was like, I think I'm going to take CD Lamb. Wow. He's not going to be there for my next pick, so I'm he just going to take him. Wow. Yeah. At five overall. Yep. And mind you, this is a keeper league for people. Yeah, yeah, it's all out of whack. So there, there are players better than him that I would have taken, but they're captain and all that. Um, okay. But that's my that's my take going into this year. Man. Because once I made that pick, of course I had to convince myself of it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I don't have any huge fantasy takes right now, I don't think. Um, Trevor Lawrence, QB1. Okay. Boom. Ghost is my MVP take. I will tell you this. I have extreme regret about trading Trevor Lawrence away last year. Because I was like, I'm going to make a playoff push after I had, like, traded for picks. And I traded him to Ben for Justin Herbert and then didn't make the playoffs and Trevor was better than Justin Herbert down the stretch. He was. Everything blew up in my face. But I would be keeping Trevor Lawrence in the 15th round if I had him. So. Well, we're approaching an hour. You got any any last minutes? Any last thoughts before we no. say no. goodbye? Good pod. Great pod. Always. Well, I think that'll do it. Thanks to, uh, can't even, we, we really didn't even talk that much about what happened in the games. No. Thanks to that running back for letting Willie Anderson run over you. Thanks to fantasy football for finally being around the corner. Football in general. Kickoffs in like two weeks. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks to Jackson and Ben for, Lasting this whole time. We had five listeners at one point. I noticed that. That's, sitting in here. That might be a... It's big for us. That might be a high, a PR. That's a PR on Twitter spaces for sure. I think we might have had more when Spotify Live was around. Thanks to Sammy, as always. Of course. Being the best co-pilot I could ask for mm-hmm. as we fly this plane into the ground. Yep. <laughs> uh, and thanks to the listeners for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.